0: Can you tell me your name? Lydia. Okay, Lydia, I have a question for you. Can you tell me what you would do to make a friend that's sad feel happy again? Um, first I would maybe like pray for them. Aw. And I don't know. That's a good answer. I love that answer. That's perfect. Thank you so much. One, two let's sit down and talk about your story i'll show you that you're far from boring life's a whole lot better when you share with someone that cares this is happy talks hey you guys welcome to happy talks this is aaron (laughs) this is teresa and i'm gonna be Just cooking here in my kitchen while Teresa shares her story. We're making tacos today. (laughs) Woo-hoo! Hi, everybody. Um, Just thought I would share with you some
1: um, events that have shaped me into the woman that I am. Um, Child of God, I prefer. Um, Interesting thing, I was baptized in a cow pond. In Sebastopol, Mississippi, when I was about 12 years old, along with the cows and some bystanders. And um, that was really a great point in my life. I felt Jesus. I was filled with life. Got back home. I was at my grandmother's visiting, got back home and um, started going to a local church and got really involved in the youth group. And um, I'm an only child, so it was great to have friends to go camping with and on church trips and GAs and RAs and, and all that stuff in between. And, um, it was a really, really great time. And I stayed with that group through college. And then once I got to college, I thought I was grown and I knew everything. And apparently I didn't need Jesus as much. So I kind of went on my way and, uh, years passed, failed relationships, uh, just dysfunction altogether, failed marriage, Mm-hmm. And um, just felt like, you know, I, I would say, where are you, God? Where are you, Jesus? I don't feel you anymore. I don't feel you anymore. And that just totally devastated me. And I became depressed and um, anxious and trying to take care of everything on my own and had to control everything. And I had children and trying to control their lives, my lives. And I just, <laughs> just felt like I was a failure and um, kind of was getting a poke, I guess, from Jesus saying, okay, so you think you're ready to come back? You, you're you gonna obey me and do my will. And I was kind of apprehensive and I said, I don't know. And then a coworker invited me to Foundry Church <laughs> and I said, well, this is a start. Is this is where I need to go. So I went and I was a great uh, Sunday Christian you know, I'll go to church, put on the, put on the nice clothes and and do the dance. And then Monday morning fall back into my worldly addictions and, um, control. And it it just took a minute. And finally, um, Holy Spirit was poking, poking, poking after service, after service, I'd go back home and start doing the same things. And it's like, well, I need more. I need more. And, um, one night, I just I was praying and I said, um, God, I'm, I'm tired. I, I can't do me. I, I need you to come in my life and to do me and show me where to go and what to do. And Um, and the minute I let go, it seemed like transformation began. I mean, it was, um, my work family changed and my attitude changed in relationship with my kids and my parents and my friends and some relationships had to go. It just was not good for me or really good for them. And, uh. I don't know. It it just, it was amazing. And the miracles started happening with my family. And we went, we had some really traumatic events happen. And it was okay. I knew I was not alone. I knew God was with me and was not going to turn His back on me. And, um, uh, I love reading my Bible. I love to be in God's word. I love to community with um, fellow Christians and um, totally transformation of my life took place. And I just feel like um, God says, buckle up, buttercup, the best is yet to come. And that that is my story that is who I am that's what I've become and I feel like I am um, stepping up and being more a part of church activities and um, as far as a service and leadership and um, love every minute of it and I'm able to um, be a vessel for God to spill over into my work life and um, Witnessing to the lady at Kroger, she sees me coming. I'm sure she's like, oh good Lord, here she comes again. <laughs> but um, it's just amazing what God can do for you. And I just urge each and every one of you, if you feel like you're stuck, you're alone, you, you don't have anyone in your life that is leading you to Christ, Listen to your heart, be still, pray Mm -hmm. diligently, Mm -hmm. and ask God for that poke. Ask Holy Spirit to come in and just engulf everything in your life, and once you're still and you listen carefully, you'll hear God's Word, voice, and you'll feel those pokes, and um, it becomes comfortable, and your life will just be so much better the place you're in now
0: I love that so much and you were so you were Christian at a very young age as well right you grew right. up kind of going to church every yeah time. my um wasn't so much my parents weren't we weren't involved
1: as a family in mm-hmm. church I um started doing the vacation Bible schools and, you know, all of that kind of thing. And, um, my little grandmother, every year she would say, um, come see me this summer. I want you to stay for a week. And then I'd say, well, when do you want me to come? And she'd say, I'll let you know. Hmm. And then as it turned out that every year she asked me to come was revival mm-hmm. at her church. It was Pentecostal. And that was kind of a little bit different than I'd been, you know, around, but it, it it became you know that that's normal and um, one time she forgot to tell me that it was revival she said oh no it's not because I think she was scared that I wouldn't want to come mm-hmm. and um, because it was every night I mean yeah. it was from 5 to 11 o'clock at night right. and um, so she didn't tell me I said is it revival and she said I'm not sure so I just assumed it wasn't so I took a week I took one dress one pair of shoes for a revival and it happened to be a lime green polka dotted dress <laughs> that had a sash so I get there and she says oh we're having revival and I thought oh no I only have one dress I mean we're probably 30 miles from the nearest town there was mm-hmm. nowhere even in the next town to buy a dress yeah so I um I wore my green dress and um one night I would wear the sash the next night, I wouldn't wear the sash, so I felt like it was a different outfit. <laughs> yeah. And um, I tell you, the the love of those um, members and people visiting that church um, instilled a calmness in me mm. that um, you know God's a real deal. It's not just um, evangelists you see on t- TV. It's not. Um, you know, the Lord's prayer. It's not Thanksgiving, um, prayer before dinner in a big crowd. It's mm-hmm. your personal relationship with God. Yeah. And, um, I will never forget those times of putting on those tight patent shoes that are probably too <laughs> small and they should have, I should have gotten a new pair before I went to grandmothers. But, yeah. um, all of that is, uh, what made me who I am.
0: Yeah. Um, How old were you, for one, whenever you first had your first kid? Um,
1: I was 26 when I had my oldest. I was 32 when I had Lindsey. And I have another son that, um, he's 20 now.
0: So, um, yeah, so that's my kids. Yeah, and what was was that like for you, like, being a mother, like— Um, I feel like it's different for a lot of people. Was it something that you were, like, really looking forward to, or is it something that scared you? Um, no, I really
1: enjoyed it. I, um, was a stay-at-home mom for eight years, so I was able to, um, go on the bike rides and go on the scooter rides and, Mm. um, go to the pool, and it was just so much fun, you know, as a family, and zoo trips and petrified forests and, um... Mm so many fun times and memories. And my boys were all into skateboards. And so we uh, built a half pipe. I don't know if you know what that is, yeah. but it's a, it's a bowl basically with um, never used to drill, never used a saw or anything. But my boy said that that would be really fun. So <laughs> I said, grab a board, let's see what we got. And um, but we had a half pipe in our backyard. So at any given afternoon, there were 12 boys Flipping, flopping, yeah, in the backyard and having a blast. And um, and Lindsay was on the side playing in the dirt with Barbies. So we <laughs> um we bonded over the skateboard season, mm-hmm. which was any day that wasn't raining. And right. um, so it was a really good time. We had um, it was such a joy to be able to have those years with my kids. That yeah. I've been, you know, carpooling and um, <laughs> helping with homework. It was a lot less. Stress than single moms now. You know they're having to work and trying to do it all. Right. um,
0: So you liked being a single mom. Oh, I mean, I mean, you liked being a stay-at-home mom, yes, I did.
1: And then um, we we're going towards divorce and separation Mm -hmm. and I had to get back to work. Hadn't worked in a long time. I missed the whole internet craze. Mm -hmm. Um, while I was at home, it's like the internet. Wow. Email. (laughs) What is that? So I had to do a lot of, um, studying to get up to speed with the technological, um, world as it had happened overnight. And I was just playing in the dirt and riding bikes and missed it all. So, um, so when we got back to work, we were, when I got back to work, it was kind of a shock because the kids, it was like, where's mom? You know, she's working. Is she going to get home or, you know, right. what are we doing? So I, um, I had to have a crash course and what a lot of other people were going through <laughs> that I had no idea it existed. So. Right. And
0: what was, what was the hardest thing about being married? um
1: i think communication Mm -hmm. you know the um going your own way because i was working he was working and um there was just like it was all about the kids you know the Mm -hmm. kids wants and needs and Mm -hmm. we kind of fell away from knowing who each other was and um it just kind of escalated from there and um but the key to, uh, to any friendship, relationship, otherwise, is communication because so much, and now with text messaging, mm. so much can be misconstrued oh, yes. with, uh, <laughs> you know, how are you fine? Mm. You know, it's like, oh, they must be mad. I must have done something. What did I do to upset them? I've done nothing. What, you know, and it's, yeah. Um, so yeah, the um, text messaging in a relationship Um, marriage or engagement or whatever is um, the devil. It's Mm. just the devil. (laughs) You know, it's just uh, pick up the phone, make a call. Yeah. You know, so many times would just solve a lot of things that come after.
0: Yeah, definitely. And on a lighter note, what was your favorite um, ages with your kids?
1: Oh, (laughs) Probably the worst were the terrible fours.
0: (laughs) That's not what I asked, but that's good to know. (laughs) That was the
1: worst. Uh,
0: That's what I'm... um, You You go low before you go high. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you know, that was the, the turning point for me that I thought that... They needed to go back where they came from. Mm. And, um, <laughs> four or four was wow. terrible for all wow. for about all of them.
0: So but, you loved um, them at twos and threes, then? Oh, twos and
1: threes, five, six, and seven <laughs> on up were was amazing. But the four really? that, that sticks out in my mind, even just, teenage years didn't. Oh well, you know we come into that, but um, <laughs> but four was tough to get through, mm. and then it was kind of blissful. Until
0: wait, what was what was the worst part about that age, the four year old age? Like,
1: because I can dress myself, I can brush my own teeth, I can mm-hmm. put on my shoes. I don't need you anymore, Mama. Oh. You know I don't need help with my homework because I I can't read, but I think I might can. And <laughs> it's like they don't have homework, but older brother does. Right. So we're gonna do our work anyway. And um, oh, it was just. Oh. little people, you know, right. little people, oh, stop. We'll have plenty of time for all this. Mm. But, um, then that, that ended at age five and, um, it was great. Teenage years, boys were easy. It's like, give them a scooter or a skateboard, a bicycle, Spoon to play in the dirt. It didn't matter. Just anything else. As teenagers. Yeah. It, well, oh I probably. Yeah, we, they probably ditched the spoon by the end in the dirt. But. Um, <laughs> but I, I think the daughter was the most difficult. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and you only have one daughter, so everyone knows yes, you're thank talking about. Yes. But she was
1: such a joy and an angel. When she turned twenty,
0: <laughs> and uh,
1: so, but we did have some turbulent times, and uh, I'm I'm not sure why that she was coming into her own, and I was. So headstrong into the I can fix it mm. that it was communication too because she would say something and I would even hardly listen to what she said that I was going to fix it. It's like mm. somebody hurt your feelings. Who are they? I'll call their mom. I mean, this oh, is yeah. not good. And um, or I'm studying this and I have a test. Do you mind going over with me and um, and then if she didn't know the answer right it's like i'm going to felt like i had to explain it in such a way that she could remember yeah you know and better it's like mom i don't need all 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 of that i don't have time you know just read right. it so i think it was miscommunication and i wanted to be everything that um oh, yeah. that she needed um and sometimes she just needed someone to listen yeah and not the fixer but <laughs> right. um So, it was a little dysfunctional at that point um, in her life and my life, too, as I was, I can't do anything right, you know, I'm trying so hard, too hard, and she was like, Mom, just be my mom. It's like, I am. I'm taking care of you, whatever you need. And um, so, I think it... When she hit 19 or 20, she moved out on her own and had roommates and stuff. And then she realized how great it was for mom to take care of <laughs> and to do so many things and to um, try and help so much. And um, so we just kind of reconnected and she had a different appreciation for me and I had missed her terribly Yeah. and um, had so much of an appreciation for her. And mm-hmm. um, so our bond just grew. Where it was when she was three and Aww. five and six and on up, but um, it was great.
0: Yeah. Well, that's really awesome. Oh, sorry, I'm crying so much because anytime I cut onions, oh, it gets me every time. And I just had to cut two. <laughs> oh, yikes, yikes! Gonna take me a second to recover. Um, but, oh, so. I don't know, were were there lots of times where you felt just like super overwhelmed?
1: Yeah, um, a lot of time. I, at some point became very depressed because Mm -hmm. I felt alone. You know, the kids had their friends, they had what they were doing. I had a dysfunctional marriage um, Mm -hmm. and I started taking antidepressants, and when you do that, you there's a sense of numbness. Yeah. You know, you're just numb all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess about after a year or so, I realized that um, I didn't need them, I didn't want them, mm-hmm. uh, that I was just going to quit. Yeah. And when I did, it was, my eyes were open. I wasn't numb anymore. Right. I had feelings. There was uh, issues that, you know, I needed to address. I just wasn't numb sort of a zombie kind of thing, and um, so it was a lot of growing and uh, reaching out to others that um, uh-huh. my life was not where I wanted it, that um, yeah. it was in a dark place, yeah. and that um, I needed to change, change those things.
0: Yeah. Whenever, whenever you did get like really overwhelmed, did you try and fix it all yourself, or did you have anyone that you would go to or talk to regularly? I would um, go to my mom, mm. you know, and um, had a few
1: neighbor girls that I would talk to, and um, but it was sad. My mother would, you know, of course, always take my side, which mothers do, and it was so amazing and wonderful, but mm. it didn't really help. <laughs> It didn't really address those things. Mm-hmm. It just made me feel better that I had somebody in my camp that was right. pulling for me. Mm-hmm. And far as my neighbor girls that were um, friends and they had kids the same age and the, their marriages were the same and the communication was not, that we were just all sitting and it was just kind of a a venting session. Nothing was uh, addressed. Nothing was, I mean, everything was addressed, but nothing, no <laughs> solutions, no, right. um, so we were all just sitting in dysfunctionality and, uh, we didn't know what to do. You yeah. know, it's just, we all needed something yeah. and, um, we couldn't find it.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> hmm, but... It's amazing to know like the person you are today. Like I, I I have no idea like myself what you were like whenever you were younger. Um so like what was your what was your younger years like? Do you remember any of high school or anything oh, yeah. like that? Oh
1: yeah, I'm um... I started playing softball when I was five or six. I played softball through high school Hmm. and um, basketball, any sport that was in the school. You were super athletic then. Yeah. Nice. And um, so I had tons of friends. I was in lots of clubs. I was in Spanish. You were popular. Yeah. I was um, most athletic in high school. I was um, Hall of Fame. (laughs) Um, All... All A's, very few B's, um, mm-hmm. perfect attendance, 1st through 12th grade, never missed a day. Oh. And because uh, I think I mentioned it earlier, I was the only child, so my social time was at school. Yeah. I loved school. I wanted mm-hmm. to be in school all the time. Right. And, um That was my friends, and at 13, my parents lived, we moved out into a rural area. It's not anymore, but it was at that time, and my closest friend was like three miles away. Wow. You know, I wasn't driving, so Mm -hmm. it was like my school life was it, because at home, you know, what was I going to do? I was going to watch TV and, right. you know, look at my teen magazines and <laughs> stuff like that. But um, school was everything. I really didn't enjoy that time. And um, most of the friends I have on Facebook are, uh, many of them I went to kindergarten with and yeah. elementary school. And um, we don't get together, but, I mean, we keep up with each other's lives on Facebook, which that's one thing I like about Facebook. Yeah. The rest is kind of, you know, not so good, but, uh, mm-hmm. but school was amazing. It was great. And, um, a lot of good teachers and.
0: Well, good. good. Um, what about your, uh, relationship with your parents? I feel like everyone has a different story. Right. As as um, concerned. I, my, um, mom got married
1: spring break of her high school senior year mm-hmm. and, um, my dad was. A year or two older, and my aunt introduced them, and it was just so sweet. And um, they got married and had me a, a little over a year later hmm. when they got married. And so I really grew up with my mom, she was so young mm-hmm. that um, I remember her saying, Don't you want to play dolls? Let's play dolls. <laughs> I said, no, I want to play Barbie dolls, and um. She was just wonderful. We've always, we still today, we're best friends, mm. and um, she, uh, we're kind of like Lucy and Ethel mm. that uh, get us together, and it's going to be mayhem. I mean, we don't <laughs> set out for it to be right, but it always is. Yeah. And my dad, he was always at work, but he was. Um, he was a hands-on dad. He loved to hunt and fish, and I was trying to be the boy and the girl. So I would go hunting, which I wasn't very good at it, but um, I walked around the woods and um, fishing, you know, the hook and the worms and crickets. And I would fake it and say, oh, this is great. But uh Didn't enjoy it too much. Right. And, um... But you wanted to spend time with your dad. Yeah. So, uh, we... He taught me how... I was the handy guy. He would fix tractor or or Mm -hmm. fix something. And, um, I would hand him this and that. And I remember when I got my first car, he said, I heard him on the phone saying, yeah, I paid two for it. Well, I'm thinking $2,000 and it's 16, 15 years old. I thought, oh my gosh, that is so much money. And I wax my car every weekend and clean the inside. It was immaculate all the time. (laughs) And then um, I heard him on the phone again, I'm gonna sell my car and get something new, and I was like, oh, great, but this was a great car, and he was, he was talking, he said, but I only spent 200 for it, Oh, wow! I was like, you are kidding, I have um, busted oh knuckles, cleaning and detailing this car, so then, I kind of ragged it a little bit, you know, I put it in second, low gear, and then first, and kind of pretend like it was a um, standard, and kind of jumped the railroad track, going to school, and, um, And he did um, sell that car to my cousin, and um, it blew up on the way home. Oh,
0: no. So, uh,
1: yeah, I kind of killed it after I realized it wasn't a fine not? Did you not like your cousin, or you just were upset? No, I didn't. I just was going to – it just – I guess it had no oil in it or Uh, no (laughs) fluids in it. I didn't take very good care of it after um, that. So, um, yeah, I just killed killed the car. Poor cousin. (laughs) Yeah, but she didn't even get it home before it blew up. Yeah.
0: Well, being an only child, did you like have a lot of cousins that you hung out with or um no because um my mom's
1: family was um in Vicksburg area Mm. so they mostly lived there and I had an aunt that was in Maryland Mm. and um in Montgomery so they were all scattered Memphis so my cousins younger cousins they weren't around but maybe Christmas or you know Thanksgiving once a year Mm. so um no but we still you know on Facebook and um, family reunions and stuff, yeah. and we hang out, and it's always like you know, no time has passed. We're just older and maybe heavier or grayer or something, but um, right. we still have that camaraderie. Yeah. And then my grandmother um, in Vicksburg, she uh, she would kind of have the kids over for. Um, Summer time, and mm-hmm. um, my other grandmother did as well, so we got to play a lot together, you know.
0: Awesome. So, um, so what is what would you say is your favorite place to go today? Like, if you're like going somewhere to relax, or just like you can just think in your head, like, where's your favorite place to be where you feel the most peaceful? It just makes you happy just thinking about it. Um, I think it's a uh, Park near my home, my house, and uh,
1: it overlooks the reservoir, so you can see the sunset um, in the evening, and um, there's these big old picnic tables, and you can uh, just watch the sunset and pray and um, just be close to nature, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's my favorite spot. I don't get there as much as I'd like to, but but that's my
0: Hmm.
1: favorite spot. That's really
0: cool. Is there there anything that you'd want other people to know about you? Like, whether it's about, like, your personality or just your character as a whole? Um, I'm pretty
1: hyper, (laughs) even from an older person. And uh, talk a lot. uh, Get off subject a good bit. (laughs) (laughs) And um, generally a happy person. I wake up... um, Pretty happy, which annoys my daughter. She, <laughs> she, she likes an hour of solace and quietness when she wakes up. Which, that's not me. I wake up and it's like, oh great, somebody's awake. Let's, let's talk. And here's what I'm doing today. And um, my daughter says, um, "Mom, you just need to give me a
0: minute.
1: Just give me a minute." So, um, oh my
0: goodness.
1: Yeah, and I um, love people, and I have been told to not talk to everybody in Kroger and I'll go in with you mom so
0: uh, uh yeah I, I I don't yeah I definitely don't talk to everyone in Kroger I'm pretty much in and out as far as like stores are concerned because I, I don't usually like to go to stores um I don't know like I'll I'll put in earphones and I'll be listening to music the whole time because I'm like I have a list I'm getting it and then I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, but you know. I'm I'm a homebody though. Right, right. And like, are you? Would you say that you are, or, or I, would you like to go
1: out? I think I'm an extrovert with introvert tendencies. Mm-hmm. So I am so over the top personable. Yeah. But then I have to have my quiet time to recharge. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm exhausted. And so I need some alone time too. Yeah. Because hmm. mm-hmm. I'm um, back to talking to people at stores. I'll say, um, hey, you're rocking that outfit. You look great today. And I don't Aww. know these people. And, um, yeah. just, I guess, yakking.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. I think we need more people like that. So, <laughs> right. yeah, good for you. <laughs> uh, and do you, do you, does you, ugh, cannot speak, I'm sorry. Do you or your family have any pets or anything? Yes, I
1: have a senior citizen pug Aww. named Festus. <laughs> and he likes, um he rocks out a bow tie. <laughs> and um, a bandana mm-hmm. that has his name on it. And um, he's 14, and I have a Morkie, which is a Maltese-Wolkie mix. Her name is Finnegan, and she's about four pounds.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, she thinks she's a Rottweiler <laughs> pretty much all the time. And, mm-hmm. uh, and we have a cat named Izzy B. That was Isabella. Mm -hmm. kitten and we took to the get its operation to get fixed and they said so he will be neutered (laughs) I said no she'll be the other word (laughs) um, fixed and uh, I said no it's definitely a male so Isabella became Izzy B Mm -hmm. and um, so we have three pets.
0: Love it. (laughs) we got the four here. They all have very distinct personalities, which is really fun. You have a fun mix. I do. A fun mix. Uh, which, I'm really glad that I'm able to, you know, like, do this here. I would have just as much loved, like, doing this at your house. But, I don't know, I like switching things up every now and then. And, and I've known you for a while now, but I don't
1: know your personal, your what you do when you're at home kind of thing. So it's oh, good, yeah. to, good to
0: <laughs> honestly, find those things out. Honestly, I don't do much, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you're honest. Yeah. Yes. Like, like generally... Um, If I'm home, it's completely just relaxing or decompressing. I'm kind of the opposite of you, I think. Like, so I'm an introvert with extroverted tendencies. Like, I'm just very, I'm social, but I definitely mostly need time to myself half the time. Um, But yeah, no, I, I like to paint and stuff. I am an artist, but I usually don't do that unless I'm around other people um so it's same for cooking um I don't mind cooking but I don't particularly like cooking for myself but as soon as you bring people over I'm like yes I'll cook for the whole family of 10 you know like right, just right. <laughs> whoever it is like I like feeding people but like if it's just for if it's just for me I'm like it's too much effort just for me I don't know and so I just don't do it so much unless I have to like I'll, I'll make right. one thing and it'll last me like the whole week <laughs> I think on the cooking thing I did two or three meals a day for
1: several several years and then now I feel like I've retired from cooking I don't have to anymore yeah so I don't and um so, yeah, I think I will eat a cracker dipped in mayonnaise before I will go to the store. I hate it i don't want to do it anymore i'm I'm retired
0: <laughs> so your do your kids do most of the cooking
1: then Yes yeah, so it's with them it's usually microwavable, but um <laughs> my daughter is um stepped up and is cooking more Aww. and I'll say, "What's for dinner and she said, "I don't know what are you having and um so I've kind of um not ask her too much, but yeah. Mom. But it's fun for her and I to cook together. Like you mm-hmm. said, it's much better together. Oh, Alone, absolutely. I'm not cooking. I will have Cheerios to the end of time. Yeah, before I will cook something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, people people all the time will tell me about like how they want to do more productive things and it is it is the same for me I do want to be more productive I want to do things that I like actually do need to get done but at the same time I want to I want to do more creative wise like I would love to just like on my own paint more and do more um and like because when I am around other people like if I'm hosting like if it's maybe it's the first time I've thrown like an event or something. Like I'm too focused on other people, mm-hmm. and so I'm not actually doing anything for myself. And like I still love it because like I love helping people and taking care of them. But yeah, then I'm then I'll end up it'll be over and I'm like that was a really great time of talking and fellowship and just being around everybody. But I'm like I did not do half the things I wanted to do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <sighs> but I mean, like, I think that's going to change as I do it more. Because um, I think I think, if you get too wrapped up in it, like, you could be like, oh, it ended up this way, so I'm just never going to do it again. I right. think the more I have in host events the more it's going to be like, oh, people just come in and kind of take care of themselves. Like, this right. is basically their second home, and mm-hmm. they know where things are. Like, so I think whenever it gets to that point, it's going to be just a complete blast for me. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, still, still at that point where, like, people are a little overly polite, and they're like, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do... And I'm just like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's just whatever. Right. I, um...
1: <laughs> Used to draw all the time and um, paint, and um, when I was younger, and it seemed like with my kids, you know, going through their growing years or whatever, and I just kind of fell away from it. And mm-hmm. then during the pandemic, I said, You know, I've got some canvases, I've got some paper, you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll start painting again. Yeah. So I um, painted three little small pictures, and I sent pictures of them to my daughter, and she was like, where did you go buy that? Oh. And I said, no, I, I drew it and, she, and painted it. And she said, oh no, you didn't, did you really? <laughs> she had no idea that I was could even paint a letter, much less a bird or a flower or something. Wow. So that was um, fun to get back in that. And I made a little um, art nook in my bedroom <laughs> that uh, I haven't sat down to do anything yet, but I have made a, a spot that I can, do those things and um Mm -hmm. so i'm looking forward to growing into myself without kids or with kids but with them older not relying on me for everything and i don't have to drop them off to (laughs) soccer or something but um Mm -hmm. so i'm learning
0: is it is it ever hard um like then does it ever feel like they don't really need you as much and is that difficult for you um it's it's getting there um they still um,
1: come to me for advice, and they uh, th- we're very close. But as far as you know, a, a eight year old being so needy all the time, mm-hmm. just so needy, yeah. that part is gone. So I kind of went through an identity crisis of, oh, I'm not needed. What am I going to do? I need mm. to find other things to do, and yeah. um, got involved with the wrong friends and the wrong atmosphere, and the. Uh, mm. um, just the wrong period of time for life, a good life. And, um, but then it came back around, hmm. came back around.
0: What are your, like, what would you say that your passions are today? Like just things that you love. I've got like a super long list, so it doesn't have to be like the, the um, biggest thing or anything. Ah, because I mean, I, I love yeah. music, art, oh, dance. Yeah, I, like, you know.
1: I think um, music is probably. I watched the K Love Fan Awards. Oh my goodness, it's like I know these people. Yes. You know, I don't know them, but yes. I, but um, it's like I know all the words, I know all these songs, and then see them on stage. It was like hmm, you were a lot shorter than I thought. You <laughs> would be. Or, um, Dolly's rocking ninety or whatever, however age she is, but. Um, mm-hmm know music has always been a um a love and my daughter told me at age four that um i needed to stop singing oh. that uh, i couldn't sing well so i that hurt me because oh. i thought i was a um you know rock star in the making or something mm-hmm. an old rock star but uh so i just kind of quit singing but it wasn't so much because of that it's just I was so busy doing other things and I still would sing in the shower in the car but she wasn't with me but now I realize I am a good singer again yeah I kind of went through a silent phase but um I think music and I love to read and I don't have any time to read anymore um trying to read my bible more so than anything else and I have a stack of probably 14 books to that I want to get started on but There seems to be a little time.
0: Oh, yeah. I have, like, so many books I haven't read. I love reading. But, yeah, I just definitely never seem to have the time to do it.
1: No, (laughs) because they
0: were stacking up on the nightstand,
1: that and I started looking like a hoarder with all my books
0: laying everywhere.
1: (laughs) So, uh, but that's something I'll do when I retire
0: at
1: at 75.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny because, like, I, I always find the time to go to the bookstore and buy a book, and never the time to read it. So <laughs> I've got so many books.
1: My one of the field trips with my kids would be would go to Books a Million or Barnes and Noble or and buy books that were on sale, and we'd get books, and I'd get books, and um, so I have some from that age. I mean, from. Um, when they were eight years old, you know, buying books, I'm gonna to get to this and foolishly thought that I was gonna have time to read with three kids running in three different directions around yeah. home. But uh, but I have those in my list and I have uh, in my pile, I should say, <laughs> and um, I have quite a library, but no bookshelving to put the books. So uh, right. I'm gonna to have to weed out, but I just can't part with them just yet.
0: I got this. I don't know, There, I still feel like, even after you telling me all of these things about you, I still feel like there's so much more I want to know. And I love, I love this. I love everything that you've told me. And I love that you told me that. I love that you made the time to do this so much. It makes me so happy. Ah. It was great. I was um, quite nervous. Aww. And uh,
1: it's one thing to talk to people. Yeah. And like, you're asking the question, but when you're put on the spot to tell me about things that shaped your life, I mean, it took me a couple of days to say, wow, I don't know. You know, I've never thought about it really. And um, so it, it took a minute to kind of get there and say, well, yeah, you know, and then I thought, do you I'm like? not interesting. Oh, you, know? you are so interesting. But, you know, you you have those doubts or whatever, yeah. and it's like, why would anybody want to listen to what I have to say? But mm. it's like, well, I am a human, and I've been through things, and maybe something that I say might touch someone or yeah. convince them to go down a different path. Or. And,
0: and, you know, that's, like, exactly why I wanted to do this, like... For, for the, that thought of yours exactly, like I'm not interesting, just a complete, complete lie. Because you're so incredible. Um, Thank you. Like, I love talking to you. I love being around you. Like, I'm telling you, like, anyone that has the opportunity to know you is immediately blessed. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. Wow. Uh, And so, like, I've actually, I wanted to do this a long time before I, before I started this podcast, definitely. And this is honestly just an excuse to (laughs) talk to people that I've been wanting to talk to. Yeah. Uh, And... Yeah, uh, but yeah. So it makes me so happy that you were willing to do this. Oh yeah. Because I know this. Would it? Did it make you more nervous um, that I gave you time in advance to think about what you want to do? Would it? Would it? Do you think it would have been better if I had just <laughs> said, "Show up and I'll just get you talking"? No, I think the the having a clue as to what you know, was
1: happening as opposed to just showing up and say, oh, I'm going to record you and you tell me these life events and stuff. And it just put me not so much as the words I would say or how the conversation would go, but um, just to say, wow, somebody really does think I'm interesting. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then it's like, but... I haven't really thought about what is amazing about my life Mm -hmm. you know you you're so busy living each day and going through the motions and everything that has to get done you don't I don't sit and ponder about oh wow that has just made me who I am today you know (laughs) I just hadn't really taken the time to do that which we all need to more
0: yeah definitely
1: you know and I um you know, I pray and thank God for blessing me. And, um, maybe I should say more often that thank you for blessing me because of this, you mm-hmm. know, because of these things that have happened in my life that yeah. were truly blessings. Yeah. Instead of just saying, thank you for blessing my life to give <laughs> a, for instance, you know, sometimes that, uh, kind of brought me back to reality mm-hmm. and time. Yeah. Time is important. It is. Absolutely.
0: Oh, <sighs> Uh, this has been absolutely incredible and I appreciate you so much and I love you so much and, I love you. and I'm looking forward to many more days like this where we just get together and talk because It's been, it's been great. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I hope you're up for it too. Oh yeah, absolutely. And thank you for having me. Of course. Well, I guess that's it for now, you guys. We're going to say goodbye and just continue hanging out. But talk to you guys later. Bye.